Hello and welcome back to another edition of the K-Pop Rama Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Anman, and for today's episode, we are going to be reviewing a movie today. Now, this movie came out around a month ago, and I'll be honest, I actually wanted to review it just as it came out, but unfortunately, real-life things happened, and I couldn't review it in time. But I have the time now. So today, we are going to be reviewing a little movie called Space Sweepers, the first Korean sci-fi space opera to come out of the Korean cinema scene ever, I believe. So be on the lookout for that today. But before we get into that, of course, if you like the podcast and you like what we do, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on just about any podcast platform you think of. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe and leave a 5-star rating on the podcast as it helps it a lot. And last but not least, our social media will be in the podcast description below. Be sure to follow at Kpoporama Podcast on Instagram to be up to date on anything that goes on with the podcast. But anyway, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Right, so to start, um, I guess we can just go through a quick synopsis about this film. Now, this story takes place in 2092, and Earth is essentially a trash heap from decades of environmental damage. Thanks to the UTS Corporation, which is essentially like Amazon, probably in 50 years, run by James Sullivan, humanity is able to live in space, in space stations that are in Earth's orbit. But unfortunately for a lot of humanity, a lot of them are stuck on Earth, and most of its population live in squalor, as UTS only selects the best humans to live in their space stations, essentially. Which leads to a lot of people just doing anything to get by, and one of these jobs for non-citizens is to essentially be salvagers and salvage a lot of space debris in Earth's orbit. And this so happens to lead into the main plot of the story as we follow one of the salvagers on a certain spaceship called Spaceship Victory. And they so happen to find a seven-year-old girl inside one of the space shuttles that they're about to scuttle. And they realize that she's the human-like robot wanted by UTS by UTS and they demand a ransom in exchange and this basically this kicks off a very very exciting story as you know for myself um I'm quite a big sci-fi fan actually um I grew up on sci-fi basically like I really like Star Wars I just like anything sci-fi related to be honest and when I heard that a Korean company was going to be making a sci-fi film, I was really excited because, you know, um, with this podcast, obviously, I cover a lot of Korean media, and to know that the movie industry is getting into the sci-fi genre, I was really, really excited. And just looking at the trailer before watching the film, I was really, really excited. It generally looked really, really good. And after watching the film, I have to say, it, it didn't disappoint. It was a fun sci-fi film that I honestly needed because I haven't seen any new sci-fi in quite a long time, to be honest. Now, saying all that, right, um, I will say that this movie is nothing groundbreaking by any means. Um, I'll be honest, I've probably seen the plot of this film before in a different movie. But for me, um, okay, how do I explain this? Now, whenever I watch anything new, in terms of sci-fi, I have like a checklist that I, you know, I have in my mind to see whether or not said TV show or 
movie sci-fi thing matches or like reaches the standards of said checklist and i have to say this movie ticks a lot of those standards or ticks a lot of those boxes that lead to those standards and you know that just constitutes just a really really good sci-fi film and i'll tell you why one of the good things about this film is the fact that they have good visual effects and cgi and you know i say this because you know Nowadays, with the way technology has advanced so much in terms of animation and just computer animation and all that, you know, you expect good sci-fi, good sci-fi to have good CGI, just good animation in general, because that's basically what we all kind of come for. Like, it's all of the visual stuff that just looks so cool, and it's just fantastic to look at and whatnot. And, you know, I have to say this movie did it really, really well. And I was actually quite relieved to see that on screen as I was watching the film because um, I, I didn't see any spoilers just to give some clarification but I did see some comments about this film saying that some of the CGI in some parts of the film weren't actually that good and to be fair to those people who said that that I saw on the internet they were actually kind of right um, <laughs> I mean there were some scenes in the film where like the side the visual effects and the CGI looked Hmm, how should I say this? Like, it looked like really obvious CGI. Like, you could tell that they were using a green screen. And usually when that happens in things like this, that's usually a bad sign because the, the visual effects were done well to the point where you kind of forget that they're using green screen, if that makes sense. But, but you know, aside from that, like, for the most part, the visual effects were great. I really, really liked the visual effects. It, it generally looked really, really good. And I think what's really impressive about the CGI and all of the technological stuff that they did in this film is the fact that they did it with a $20 million budget. Now, if you're not really familiar with this aspect of movie making, um, $20 million to do CGI is actually not a lot of money. And, you know, to compare, right? Um, this movie had a 20 million dollar budget and you know other movies particularly in the hollywood scene and i'm specifically <laughs> calling out like any marvel movie essentially that heavily uses cgi like uses like a hundred million plus at least for their budgets in order to just make all of the cgi as good as it is and to think that this movie is as good with like one-fifth of the budget is just just technologically impressive in my opinion and i think he, on that note like you just have to give props to all of the visual effects people that worked on this film because they did one heck of a job and you know i hope in the future this as like a general thing like Kore more korean movies use cgi or like use cgi in some aspect to maybe i don't know do like more sci-fi stuff or just any other things because it generally looks really really good and you know i i can honestly say that the cgi in this film is comparable to anything you find in hollywood and that in of itself is really really impressive but another thing that i really liked about this film and it also takes another box in my checklist of what makes a great sci-fi film is is basically the universe really um you know in my opinion if the universe that the sci-fi film or tv show or whatever is set in isn't really interesting um it's gonna be dead in the water 
Now, okay, that's pretty obvious for any kind of film or TV show, but I feel like in the sci-fi genre specifically, this is more emphasized more than compared to other genres because like everything like relies on how unique the the universe actually is and how just cool it is and how futuristic it might be and whatnot because you know in the sci-fi genre that's what people come to see these kind of media for like <laughs> they want to see cool stuff that fly in the air or like you know lightsabers or s cool spaceships that look really cool in space like that that's what people want and you know with this movie it didn't necessarily have like the giant gigantic like bombastic star wars-esque kind of space vehicles that you see in space but it it just looked really really cool and you know i just really like the whole concept of like just people living in the orbit of the earth and just living in like different types of hovels or like space stations like littered all over the place i find that to be really really cool and it also just emphasizes like the very interesting social divide that you see in this movie as well between like the uts and like all of its people and like basically everyone else which in of itself is a very very interesting like social construct that you see in this film and you know i'll be honest like i have actually seen something similar in other movies before um there was like a movie called elysium where they essentially have what you see in this film where you see like this giant like divide between the people on earth who are living in squalor and like all of these rich people that live in the space station like that's basically what happens in that film and this is basically what happens in this film but like regardless of that like it, it's just done really really well and i really really like that about this film and you now i have to say um the universe here makes things pretty interesting and it made me intrigued but the main cast in my opinion like really did sell it for me and I think the reason why it sold for me is because of just the general just wacky nature of everyone in this movie. And I'm referring to basically the main cast of the Victory Spaceship. And that's Captain Zhang, Taeho, Tiger Park, Bubs, and also Dorothy as well, who is the AI. And, you know, all of them in themselves are just so interesting as characters. Like, they have this, like, Guardian of the Galaxy kind of hilarity around them like they're kind of dorks in their own right like that and also they just so happen to be really badass space pirates which is also great too and it, it just made for a really really fun movie in that regard and you know i feel like i should comment on the ensemble that worked on this movie particularly the main cast like like i have to say um everyone did a great job like um, like prior to looking, I mean prior to watching this movie, I like looked into like who was acting in this film, and I was really really excited to see like actors like Kim Tae-ri and like Song Joon-ki were like casted in this movie because, I mean I I really liked their work. I mean especially Kim Tae-ri. I mean like she was a like the badass Asian from Mr. Sunshine, which honestly is still one of my favorite K dramas ever, and. Also, as well, she might be my bias in terms of actors and actresses. But anyway, like, she's a very talented actress in her own right, and I really love her work. Same for Song Joon-ki, and same for everyone else in this film. Like, 
I, I mean, I, I recognize a lot of people in this film, in this movie, and everyone did a fantastic job. And it, and it really does show like the amount of experience that you see in this film as well, because like you you don't see anyone doing rookie mistakes in a movie like this, and it really does show as like the chemistry that everyone has, especially between like Captain Zhang, Teho, Tiger Park, and whatnot. Like it is just genuinely great. And also, you can see that in like behind the scenes stuff as well, because like the whole ensemble just like jokes around like old friends too, which probably helps in their like on screen chemistry. So all of that is great. And this overall, like the whole concept about the universe and like the actors and all of the people within it are just really really interesting. And that was that's honestly one of the most important things in a movie like this. And you know, especially in a film like this where it seemingly is very character driven um having a very very fun cast to see like act on screen is so important and it honestly like the the ensemble that we see on screen really did remind me of an anime probably one of the most famous animes ever in cowboy bebop as you know the ensemble that you see um, drawn, I guess, in that anime, is like so, is just so much fun to watch, and you can you can honestly say that with a film like this, like everything is this great. It's just a ton of fun, and I just generally just had a good time just exploring what happens in this universe. As just like there were just moments where I was just in awe of what was happening. So all of that is just fantastic. But I think probably the most important thing that you're probably wondering about this film is whether or not the story is actually any good or not for a sci-fi film. And as someone who has seen many sci-fi films or TV shows in my in my day, um, usually the good ones fall into two categories. One is a sci-fi show or movie that this allows you to fully immerse yourself into the universe that they're trying to show you on screen. Like there's a huge emphasis on world building and you get to just fully immerse yourself in what's happening in said universe. And you usually see this in sci-fi franchises like Star Wars or Star Trek where, you know, it's so set like way far into the future to the point where you kind of need to have these kind of world building things within the TV show or movie in order to kind of make sense of everything. And, you know, when you and these things usually like border on like fantasy and magical things. So these things are great and also necessary, if that makes sense. Now, there's also another option. And, you know, sci-fi films that are good sometimes do the world building bit, but they don't really focus on it as much. And instead, they just kind of focus on making a very entertaining story that is both entertaining and fun for people to watch. And, you know, I think you could see this in sci-fi films like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Now, I'll be honest, like, I'm not particularly familiar with, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy universe because I wasn't really into Marvel comics, I'll be totally honest, but, you know, that didn't really matter when I watched the film because I was so immersed with the characters on screen and what they were doing, and, you know, that that was enough for me. Like, it was entertaining, it was great. And like the universe, while they didn't really explain much of it, like they explained some aspects of it, but they didn't explain all of it. Like it, it didn't really matter to me because it was entertaining and it looked cool. And 
Space Sweepers definitely falls under the second like category in my opinion as you know let's be totally honest like this particular sci-fi film isn't really set that far in the future let's be totally honest I mean like it's only set in 2092 that's only like 70 years away I'll be really old by then but you know the main point is like it's not that far into the future like stuff like Star Wars and Star Trek like it, you could say that they're like thousands of years into the future because it's like like it all everything that happens in those kind of franchises are so far out and like you just can't see that happening in real life so you know that's different but with this like it's not that far into the future and since it's not that far into the future i think it's probably the right decision to not really focus on the universe as much if that makes sense and like i'm not saying that like the this movie like didn't like put that much attention to the universe that it was immersing itself in like by i i i think that it did a really good job in that aspect but it didn't really have to do it as much and you know instead it just focused on just an entertaining story filled with entertaining characters that ever as i've already mentioned already in the previous bit that i did and all of that is just really really great and you know usually when movies are in like sci-fi movies are under this second category as i've already mentioned um there's aspects of the story that honestly do not make any sense <laughs> like there's really no way of like skirting around that fact like there's aspects of it that don't make sense but as i've already mentioned already that's totally fine because it's entertaining enough for you to ignore it <laughs> which, which seems like a really bad cop-out but it's true like in this movie for example there's like the concept of the nanobot which um bit spoilers but like dorothy is basically filled with these nanobots and she basically uses these nanobots to save the crew of the victory and also arguably saves the world because the nanobots are like the ultimate like cheat code and it saves everyone and everyone's happy now um they didn't really like explain how these nanobots work really throughout the movie i mean aside from the fact that dorothy had these said nanobots so like none of that actually made any sense to me really but it was fine because it, it was pretty obvious to me that they were using this whole nanobot thing as kind of like a plot device to kind of like kind of progress the story if that makes sense and you know on that accord that's totally fine because like <laughs> this story wasn't really like emphasizing these little like tidbits and like these little specific aspects of the universe anyway so that's totally fine in my opinion like the only way that i would have a problem with it is if like they tried to go into detail about the nanobots and then like later on in the film you see like the nanobots things do their thing but like they like completely like do something berserk and it completely goes against what they already established in the film so like you know like i've seen similar moments like that happen in other types of sci-fi films that honestly do do not make sense and it for me it takes me out of it like like just like having a film like go against its own rules is what like genuinely it does infuriate me and fortunately for this film it doesn't do that because it doesn't even go there and you know there that that's in of itself is great and like 
there's like other aspects as well where like the main villain of the film mr sullivan is like over 100 years old because as you do he's 100 years old and look that he's he has a role in being the main baddie in this film and like you know honestly i don't really care that he's like over 100 years old because like there's tons of sci-fi films where like people are like over 100 years old for some reason anyway and they look like they're 20 so you know that's totally fine but you know, the main thing to take away is that you know some things just simply simply just do not make any sense at all but as long as the movie doesn't really like try to like go into detail and like try to like make sense of all of that and just instead just focus on making the story good that's fine in my book and this and again like this story does that and you know, as I've already mentioned already, like this film is something that is not groundbreaking by any means. And the story is definitely something that won't like stimulate your brain and make you think like that's, in my opinion, is not really the point of a film like this. And usually with stories that have the second category, as I mentioned already, like they're, <laughs> they're not really meant for you to like, you know, write an essay about and like make you like analyze like the social like significance of such and such and whatnot like it's just meant for pure fun at the movies if that makes sense like it's a movie like this is meant for you to have fun and have a good time and you know in terms of stories there's nothing wrong with making a simple story that just makes people have a good time like that's kind of the point of stories right it's meant to be entertainment sometimes it doesn't have to be that in depth i guess if that makes sense and you know a movie like this does that really really well and it's really entertaining sci-fi at that but you know as with anything like there's there are faults with this movie and i think if there's anything i wish could be changed with this film is the fact that this movie is actually two hours long now I, I know I've said a lot of good things about this film already, but I do think that this movie could easily be like an hour 30 to like an hour 45 in terms of length because there were like some moments where I feel like, ah, you, you could have cut that. Like th this part's a bit boring, I guess. And like there were some moments where like it did kind of drag a bit. So, you know, if they kind of shortened the length of the movie, I think it would have been a bit better. Um... I think also um, some of the subtitling in the film and some of the acting from the extras particularly did kind of throw me off a little bit. Now, I know for this film, it was actually quite an international cast if you count in all of the extras that were in this film and all of the side characters because it is meant to represent humanity, right? So you have like different people from different like countries that speak different languages and all that and also by the way the translator that they have is pretty cool <laughs> also pretty cool as well uh also kind of really cool part of the universe but you know like <laughs> i did find it a little bit off-putting in some aspects because sometimes like the subtitles didn't really match what the actors were saying i guess and also some of the extras that had to say lines um <laughs> um you could kind of tell easily that some of the extras were kind of taken off the street to do a movie like this which is kind of unfortunate and look i'm not trying to criticize these extras because you know extras 
and especially like foreigners that are extras in Korean films, like are just people that kind of do it as a side job, and you know they do good work and they work really hard to get to where they are. But you, I mean, compare like some of the extras in this film to like the main ensemble. Like, there's kind of no comparison, and like it, they kind of take me out of it a little bit, which is unfortunate. But you can't really help that. But you know, I think outside of that. The fact that you can't really expand upon this universe that Space Sweepers is in is probably an unfortunate flaw with this film because, you know, with many great sci-fi films or TV shows out there, the chance and the opportunity to expand on the universe that you've already seen on screen is something that is so important in sci-fi. Like, arguably, probably one of the most important aspects about any sci-fi universe is the fact that you can expand upon it. And unfortunately with this film, considering how linear it is and how just how wrapped up everything is by the end, um, there isn't really much room to really expand upon the universe that you see in Space Sweepers, unfortunately. And granted, you know, this could probably be something that was already determined when they were writing the story anyway, but you know, as a sci-fi film, it is kind of disappointing that you can't really build upon the universe that you already see in Space Sweepers, but you know, I think, as I already mentioned already, that might not have been a goal for this particular film. And, you know, I've seen sci-fi films that were totally fine as one-offs. And if that's the fate of the movie like this, that's totally fine in my opinion. So, you know, this point is a bit more of a, I guess more of a personal, like, personal opinion, I guess. Because I like having the idea of being able to expand the universe of a sci-fi film, a sci-fi universe, because that's that's part of the fun of seeing things like this. So, you know, outside of that, it's a bit of a minor thing, but it's still one thing to note about. But outside of that, again, it's a fantastic film. And if you definitely need something to just see on a Saturday night and you don't really have much to do, you could do worse than this film. Like, it's genuinely a great, entertaining film that you'll, you'll generally have a good time with. So... Yeah, this is a fantastic film, and I highly suggest, suggest you guys go check it out. But on that note, that concludes this week's episode of K-pop Rama. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, as I've already said already, I really enjoyed watching this film. And, you know, the fact that it's a sci-fi film made in Korea is not only a, just a great thing because I like sci-fi films, but it's also great for the industry as well because, you know, you... Honestly, I haven't really seen Korea as like an entertainment industry really touch the sci-fi genre as much. I mean, like if you look at like K-dramas and K-movies, like you see a lot of historical stuff, you see crime stuff, you see family drama stuff, which they're all good at by the way. Like I'm not trying to diss those genres of entertainment because they're genuinely entertaining. That's why I do a podcast like this. But, you know, to see something new within the industry is great. And I hope with something like this being a success, I hope it encourages the industry in general to, you know, explore other genres to show in terms of movies and genre dramas. And, you know, having Space Sweepers be like the inaugural, like, step into sci-fi stuff within the industry is honestly such a great first step and i really hope in the future they do more of these because not not only just to fulfill my love for sci-fi but just as an industry it's just good to have variety so all of that is great but on that note um 
wherever you are in this gigantic world of ours, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of K-Pop Rama. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to check out another episode next week. But until then, this is Gian from K-Pop Rama signing off. Take care and have a brilliant weekend, everybody. Peace. Bye-bye.